Today in Building a Business, we'll extend our conversation about the critical need for planning and continue to demystify the entire process so you can achieve a working knowledge of important planning skills and disciplines. We've already discussed several of the filters necessary to screen the opportunities you have to build your business. What are your core competencies and what does the competitive landscape look like? And now we'll expand that conversation to include a third filter, which is an assessment of your industry, the markets, and the economic environment in which we operate. Economists have correctly predicted 12 out of the last five recessions, said one clever commentator. I'm not sure who it was, so I'll take credit for it. Uh, Last time when we talked about competitive intelligence, we discussed the rigorous analysis you need to undertake to understand your competitors and a few techniques to gather that information. I suggested then that it's important to extend this analysis to other economic, market, and industry data to develop a more complete picture of the business environment in which you're operating. Lately, that's become much tougher. Consider some of the competing headlines from a potpourri of sources, including the Financial Times, the LA Times, and the San Francisco Chronicle. Market smiles at consumer spending. Rising oil gas prices may hit consumers' economy hard. Paulson says economy strong enough to keep growing. U.S. to teeter on brink of recession into 2008, UCLA forecasts. These are probably not much different from today's headlines, except these are almost three years ago. Interesting, huh? And it suggests the level of uncertainty that applies to the economy most of the time for most of us. My point, however is that it can be very confusing to interpret these headlines and develop a point of view about the economy. Won't interest rates start going up as the economy gets stronger? Will inflation rear its ugly head? And if so, what does that mean for my pricing strategy? Is my business strong enough to withstand another economic downturn? Do I need to anticipate even more layoffs? The key question for you is what point of view do you take about your industry, about the markets which you serve, and about the economy to inform your chosen strategy. George Bernard Shaw famously said, if all economists were laid end-to-end, they would not reach a conclusion. And it's true that trying to understand economics is like trying to hold mercury in your hand. But several axioms come to mind that offer useful strategies that serve companies well during periods of uncertainty. Prepare for the worst, hope for the best, is a phrase all of us have probably heard in many contexts. It admonishes us to hunker down, be lean, stay ready for continuing challenges ahead. It's pretty good advice, all the time, I think. Another favorite is the first loss is the best loss. In retailing, this phrase is usually meant to suggest that taking an early markdown is usually less costly than waiting too long and suffering a much larger price reduction when the merchandise still doesn't sell. It might be time to close out the slow-moving inventory and clean house, if the market continues to go sideways. This phenomenon can also be applied to personnel layoffs. For reasons that have more to do with humanity and our optimistic natures, I've yet to see a struggling company lay off too many people in what usually proves to be only the first round of layoffs. We don't want to lay off people. We think things will stabilize or get better, so we never cut deep enough to create the required cost reductions. Another round of layoffs ensues, And when the last round is done, it's usually clear that the critical cost savings we would need to have achieved much earlier would have happened if we had only eliminated those positions in the first round. As a result of the delay, however, the company continues at risk. 
And this general cycle can be applied to a lot of the cost-cutting decisions that middle market businesses make. An old story goes that one night a policeman saw a macroeconomist looking for something near a light pole. He asked him if he had lost something there. The economist said, I lost my keys over in the alley. The policeman asked him why he was looking by the light pole. The economist responded, it's a lot easier to look over here. So what do we look for and where? Some companies watch particular indicators that serve as a bellwether for their industry. Housing starts is the key barometer of the home building and new home market. New orders for durable goods are a key indicator that signal changes in the manufacturing sector. The federal funds rate and a 30-year bond index are two of the key indicators watched by the financial markets. How do we incorporate inconsistent economic news, then, and industry data into a broad understanding of the business environment, including the competitive landscape, technology changes, industry trends, and the economy? An unknown economist reportedly said, I'd rather be vaguely right than precisely wrong. So in that spirit, here are a few quick ideas. During economic uncertainty, it's usually a good time to keep it lean, carefully monitoring long-term commitments. Remember, capital expenditures are not easily recoverable, so keep your powder dry, focus on working capital reductions, and stay flexible. In the worst case, you'll be ready. In the best case, you'll have the firepower when you need it. So it's wise to talk to people in your industry to stay on top of what's new and what's coming. It's important to understand the markets that you're serving, and as we said last time, above all, talk to your customers every day. Take a prepare-for-the-worst, hope-for-the-best attitude toward the overall economy and focus on what you can control, and you'll be as well-prepared as possible to evaluate your strategy with these characteristics in mind.